Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and our dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at God and our dogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now, here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and our dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and our dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find special bonus material from our guests. Thanks to our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Our guest today is Trenton Teat. Trenton was our guest in 2022 on show number 212. What's really exciting is he's just started a show here on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM and the Bernie Radio app at 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings called The Ballroom Bath Show. Trenton, welcome back. Hey, man. I'm so excited all all the way around, and I think that people will really enjoy hearing your stories again and getting to know you a little bit more. We'll talk about your new show after we hear your stories. You have an amazing story, but before we get to that, I'd like for people to hear about your family dogs. You didn't really grow up with dogs. But you wanted your son to have one. Yes, we did not grow up with dogs. Uh, Yeah, so tell us why you wanted your son to have a dog. We wanted our son to have a dog because he's an introvert and he didn't have too many friends. And he he actually asked for a dog. So it took me years to get to wrap my head around getting a dog because I didn't grow up with dogs. So I didn't understand the importance of having a dog and Mm -hmm. love for a dog. You see these commercials. People going around the neighborhood walking their dogs. Do they really like this? <laughs> so I, I never grew up, so I didn't understand. So it took me a long time. I didn't want dogs to be on my furniture. So once I got put that behind me, I said, okay, you know what? Let's get him a dog. It'll teach him responsibility. It'll mm-hmm. teach him promptness. 
it'll teach him to think about other things other than himself. Getting him a dog was a great option. Yeah. So tell us how you found the dog and what the dog's name is. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, I went to my wife and I said, honey, you know what? Let's get Nicholas a dog. And she said, are you serious? I was like, yeah, let's get him a dog. A dog. (laughs) (laughs) Notice I said a dog. I said, let's get him a dog. She was like, okay, great. The next week I come home, the kids are screaming, hollering, oh, my God, this is awesome. I walk through the door. There's two dogs running around my house. (laughs) And I'm like, I was standing there almost like in disbelief. Are you kidding me? When is the other one leaving? (laughs) (laughs) I can remember like it was yesterday. She said, no, that's his brother. And I found both of them on the street and I couldn't leave his brother. So I was like, oh my goodness. So they named one DJ and they named one Tino. So I had two dogs. I went from zero dogs to two dogs. Oh boy. Family dogs, all of a sudden, instant. (laughs) Yes. So what kind of dogs were they? Oh, they were labs. Yeah. Yeah. Low energy dogs, too, to start out with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how did DJ and Tino end up blending into the family? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Having dogs, it's a big adjustment, not just for the kids, it's for us, too, because, like I said, we had to clean up behind them, take them from walks. I put most of that responsibility on them because I wanted them to learn at a young age. But it's a big adjustment, buying the dog food, going to the vet, getting the nails trimmed. So it's like a part of a family. It's like another son. Mm -hmm. I raised seven boys, so it was like this was, uh, I have nine boys now. (laughs) At least they were male. You you stuck with the male thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We We do have a cat, Precious, so that's the... It's only two girls announced, my wife and Precious. I'm glad there's a girl. I wish it were a dog, but a cat's okay. Yeah, a cat is okay. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's another show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no problem. Yes. So did having the dogs uh, produce desired result yes. for your son? Yes, actually did a lot. Um, he went through a lot as far as us moving to Texas because mm-hmm. we were originally from Chicago. So when we moved up here, like I said, he didn't have many friends before we moved and then we moved again to Texas and this was a different place different region different school by us moving and him getting acclimated to having a dog it taught him character it taught him how to be prompt it taught him how to get up in the morning Mm -hmm. because he know if he didn't get up in the morning the dog would go to the bathroom in his bedroom and he didn't want to smell that so it only happened one time so once that happened he got up every morning, nuts. even six, five, six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we saw that it built a lot of character within him. That's really cool. So how old is DJ at this point? DJ is 13. I'm sorry. DJ is 10 years old. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. So he's grown up with your son pretty much then, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. I know we said DJ. I know we focus on DJ right now, right. but Tino had died. Yeah, yeah, tell us about Tino. Yeah. Um, how long did Tino live? He lived for four years. Oh wow. Yeah, and actually, that's the back end of the story as far as having a dog and the love of having a dog. Yes. I didn't know that 
I thought, like I said, when I saw people walking dogs and I see people in the neighborhood kissing on their dogs, I thought that was like, ugh, like, how could this be possible? But, and when I didn't have dogs, I was like, they're going to be eating on my, they're going to be scratching up my furniture. So I bought up all of these, uh, this whole list of why I didn't want a dog. Uh-huh. And then when we got the dog, Tino ate one of my alligator boots. Oh. So this was like, this is why I didn't want a dog. Screaming. And I was like, i never forgive this dog. But when Tino got sick and we had to repeatedly take him to the vet, and then he eventually, we had to eventually put him down because he couldn't even hold himself up. Oh, my. And we took him to, we put him in the car. We took him to go get him put down. And when they put the needle in him and he began to breathe slow and my sons began to cry, I looked over at them and I looked and I was, it was like a family member was dying. Yeah. So at that point, I looked and I was like, man. I never knew that I would love a dog. I never knew that love existed. Mm-hmm. And I finally felt it for the first time. And when I felt it, I immediately forgave him for, for eating my boots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's such a mirror of our God's love for us. He doesn't hold it against us when we eat his alligator boots, so mm. to speak, does he? Mm. All we need to do is ask him for forgiveness, and it's there. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. As I mentioned before, you've got a big story about growing up. But before we get to that, I think I'd like to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, Branscom Law. Clients come first at Branscom Law. I've known their talented, dedicated lawyers for years. They offer solid legal solutions to individuals and businesses for real estate, water law, corporate formation, estate planning, and more. With offices in San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, their team is ready to serve your legal needs. Find your lawyer at Branscom Law. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscom Law, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodandOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodandOurDogs.com for lots of Discover treats. a new perspective, God and Our Dogs. I'm Sanda Coyle, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Trenton Teat, owner of Ballroom Baths and Construction Design, as well as author of Love is Stronger Than Death. Trenton, before the break, you told us about making dogs a part of your family as a dad, both DJ and Tino. DJ, who's still with us, and unfortunately, Tino, who's no longer, but gave us wonderful lessons in love and forgiveness. And before the show, Trenton, you mentioned to me that you didn't have dogs growing up, but you wished you had. What difference do you think having a dog in your family growing up would have made? Um, it would have taught me the same responsibilities that my son learned mm-hmm. after receiving uh, two dogs. 
like I mentioned earlier, you do receive. You can't love a dog like you love a human being. It's it's a, obviously it's a difference, but it is a space in your heart for right. a dog for you to love a dog, an animal. I would have learned a lot, a lot of a care, because I was pretty much into myself and my own, doing my own thing when I was young. It would have taught me how to get up early, how to care for them, how to feed them, and take responsibility. Yeah. You didn't grow up in Texas. You mentioned moving down from Chicago. What was life like growing up in Chicago? Oh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah? Pretty rough. We grew up on the south side of Chicago. We grew up in a gang-infested area. Yeah. It doesn't sound like much has changed. How did you cope with that? Actually, it was... I know I'm in Bernie, Texas, and this may go across pretty weird, but it was actually normal. It was like a normal life. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here in the middle of the store talking, on doing this radio cast, broadcast, and and somebody, like back in Chicago, somebody come in and rob this place while we're doing the radio. So we would still be sitting here. We wouldn't jump and hide under the behind boots and racks and everything. We'd sit here. And we'd be like, probably with our hands up, like, and just watch him get his money and leave. Uh-huh. If that happened here, people would start just freaking out. So it was like normal. And then after he leave, they'd be like, call the police, and the police come. And we would probably try to finish the show. Yeah. That's how normal, it was so normal to grow up like that. And we thought the rest of the world was like that, but it wasn't. Yeah. It's amazing how resilient we are as people as far as coping with our environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet God? I met him because, like, in the book, I talked about love is stronger than death. I met him when I was 12 years of age. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the porch, and my mom, she would always watch these TV evangelists, and we'd go outside or play, whatever, but you couldn't disturb her. She was really religious. And one day I was 12, and I was sitting on the porch, and I heard a voice call me, Trenton come here and I went in my mom was on the couch and I said yeah my, it was in my actually it was my mom's voice that I heard clearly and I went in there I said yeah I'm, I'm here and she was like what do you want I said you just called me and she was like I didn't call you and I was like my mom she would joke a lot our shirts be off she had pinch our backs all types of stuff she would do to us so we I thought she was playing so I went back on the porch and then I heard 10 minutes later she was like Trenton come here so I went back and I stood in front of the in front of her, and I was like, Mom, what do you want? Quit playing. She said, boy, if you don't get out of my face, I did not call you. So what I did, I went to the it's like a hallway that separates before you go outside. So I hid in the hallway, and I looked at her while she was watching TV, and I stood there for 10, 15 minutes, and she didn't say anything. So I snuck outside, closed the door, and I sat on the porch. Ten minutes later, she was like, Trenton, come here. So I burst through the door, stood in front of the TV, and I said, Mom, quit playing. What do you want? And then she jumped up. She was like, boy, if you don't. And then she stopped, and she smiled at me with tears in her eyes. And she said, and she turned off the TV, and she sat me down, and she said, I understand what's going on. And I said, what? She said, that wasn't me calling you. That was the Lord. Wow, that's pretty powerful. But in your mother's voice, so it was familiar to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so how did that change your life? When it first happened, it was weird, because well, when she sat me down, she said, you may not understand it right now, but 
the next time you hear that voice, she said, just sit down, get on your knees and raise up both of your hands and say, Lord, here I am, use me. And I forgot about that. Four months passed and my father was in the shower and the same thing happened. And he always called me, he never called me Trenton. He always called me Trenchard. Uh-huh. He's from the South. Trenchard, he was in the shower. We only had one bathroom. When he called me, he was like, Trenchard. And I was like, this is weird because he never calls from the bathroom. When I went in there, I was like, knocked on the door. What do you want? He was like, I didn't call you. And I was like, okay. So I went back in my room. And then I, 10 minutes later, he was like, Trenchard. So I knocked on the door. He's, who is that knocking on the door? I was like, this, you just called me. He said, boy, I didn't call you if you knock on this door. So I went back in my room, and it didn't dawn on me that this was happening again. So what happened, he screamed the last time, calling, Trenchers. And I paused and said, you know what? I remember my mom said it. So I got on my knees, raised up both my hands, and I said, Lord, here I am. Wow. And what happened from there? I would... I would like to say that I went to church right away and everything, but I didn't. I ended up joining the gang. Wow. Yeah, and I ended up, they, I found out they was after me because some stuff had went down, and I dropped out of high school. Mm-hmm. And when I dropped out of high school, my father was real strict. He was like, look, just go to another school. So I explained to him, you can't go to another school. It's the same side of the gang. That school, they get you there. So he was like, you're not going to be lazy, lay around. You're gonna, I'm going to teach you to trade. So that's when he started teaching me to trade. But they caught up to me four and a half years later. Wow. I'm just going to say, what happened? (laughs) I know you're still sitting here with me, thank goodness, but was it an easy road when they caught up with you? One day, within that, to make it short, because I know we don't have that much time, but within that four and three and two, two and a half year period, two or three and a half year period, I couldn't walk without a four block radius. And one of these days, we was dressed up, me and my friends, and we was like, man, let's go into this neighborhood. He was like, man, we've been in the neighborhood almost three years. So I was like, let's just go over there. We was filling ourselves. So we went up there, and we went to this restaurant four blocks from my house. And we went into this restaurant, and it was one way in, one way out. And when I, when, when the guys that was after me those um, three years ago, they came into the restaurant. So we saw them, and then it was three of them, it was two of us. So he walked out. He came back in. And he leaned over the counter, and he had a gun in his pocket. Oh, wow. We didn't have a gun on us, so I knew. I looked at my friend that was with me, and death was all in his eyes. Uh-huh. We couldn't call the police because the people who worked at the restaurants, they was on the same side of the gang as the people that had us cornered in the restaurant. Oh, great. Well, I remember listening to my mom because the Bible talks about how to listen to your mom and your dad and don't forsake what they say. And she always taught us the Bible, but we didn't listen. But it, at that point... We realized, man, this is the way to go. So I turned to the corner, and I asked God, I said, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for what I not know of. And I said, if you let me make it out of this, I promise I'll get saved. Yeah. So to make a long story short, God protected you that day, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, yes he did. I just, in reading your memoir, I, it's just amazing to me how we as people look to Our dogs, sometimes we have guard dogs or dogs for protection. And sometimes we depend on our friends or our father. But really, it's only our Heavenly Father that can save us. And people have to read your book to find out how you were saved that day. Oh, my goodness. Literally and figuratively speaking, it's an amazing story. Yes, it is. Yeah. So in your book, you say, towards the end, 
death cannot kill love. What did you mean by that? Oh, that's a tricky way to answer it without telling some part of the book, book, but I have to tell you this part for you to fully understand it. Sure. So I make it brief. Okay. When I went outside the restaurant, they put a gun to my head. Well, they beat me with it. Well, they put a gun to my head, and they couldn't pull the trigger. They pulled the trigger, but it, the gun was jammed. Mm-hmm. And they was like, we just finished using this gun. So they put it to my head again. So three times it jammed. So they were so frustrated, they started beating me with it and knocked me unconscious. When I came to it, they was like, hurry up, drop the brick on his face. Wow. A guy had went and tried to drop a brick on my face. Mm-hmm. But I just had enough room to get up. And to sprint away, and when I sprinted away, they grabbed me by my jacket, and it split, the zipper split straight down the middle, and I came up out of it. So I had to say that because years later, I didn't know how to, what I was going to name the book. And then God told me, I said, God, how did I survive that day? Because other friends that i know have died in certain situations like that. And he told me, he said, son, he said, before you left out of that, restaurant you covered yourself in love by asking me to come into your heart he said they put a gun to your head three times they beat you with the gun and knocked you unconscious and they tried to drop a brick on your face he said the reason why they couldn't kill you son is because love is stronger than a death that's just about one of the most powerful things i think i've ever heard that's really just amazing on so many different levels yeah yeah god is good I've been reading lately, too, about the power of the number three. On the third day, and I never realized this, on the third day, God said it is good twice. It's a double blessed day. So three has a powerful spiritual number. And he saved you more than three times that day. Three times in the gun and then three different ways. So you were double blessed that day. Yes. That's really amazing. And it actually goes back to the dog, like DJ. Uh-huh. Like, I never knew that love existed for a dog. And it's like you growing up, me growing up without a dog, people growing up without Jesus. But then as he, once you find out that he died for your sins, like DJ died, as soon mm-hmm. as he died, I forgave him for his, for eating my boot. Yeah. And, but once you come into the realization that Jesus died for you and all for your sins, you begin to experience that love that you never knew existed. That's amazing. That's an amazing comparison that we can identify with from that standpoint. Trenton, tell us, where can we find your book? It's in a local bookstore in Bernie at the bookshop, Uh downtown Main Street. And you can go on on Amazon.com and order, or you can order the book off on TrentonTeat.com. And the name of the book, again, is Love is Stronger Than Death. Well, Trenton, what powerful stories you have. You're so inspirational, and how great to be able to listen to all of them again. And I know that people will learn a lot from you, as well as get inspired about their homes when they listen to your new show. So tell us all about the Ballroom Bath Show. Well, Meg, we started this show, well, I wanted to start this show because we have so many stories to tell. And from a remodeler's standpoint. Oh, I bet you've seen a lot. Oh, my God. 26 years. So what we do, we go on so many estimates per week, per month, per year. And we see we have conversations with all types of people. 
and we answer different questions and we see that it's kind of like a glitch in the industry. And what we want to do is do like a remodeling uh, reset is to reset people's minds on how they should tackle a new remodel. You know, that's a huge job. How are you going to help listeners understand the process better? Well, basically, well, we since we've been doing this for 26 years, 12 years in Texas. So when we came to Texas, we saw that there was a huge gap from, you know, getting a job to ordering the materials and doing the work. So we introduced the design process, design first process, and that helped us quickly scale, you know, the job. So we have designers come in, we do um, design consultations, we come up with different floor plans, and then we take the clients shopping, and they pick out everything that they want. And everything that they pick out, we implement that into the design. So they're able to see the whole project in full detail before swinging a hammer. Wow, so they can actually like see the picture of what it'll look like in their home when it's renovated. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Well, Trenton, I'm excited to listen to your show personally and just to see all the new ideas. And congratulations. Thank you so much. Before we leave today, I just want to leave with a little bit of a thought to ponder, and that is, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at GodInOurDogs.com and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.